2: You guys, it's Rick Tittle.
3: All right, we are up and rolling another live edition of the Thursday Variety 907 downtown San Francisco. Where are you? It doesn't matter because wherever you are, you're in the right spot on your radio dial, on your phone, on your computer, however you are getting the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. My name is uh, Rick Tittle. Let's see if I'm this fired up in hour three. But we are here for you for all your sports talk needs. That's right, I said needs. And you can get into the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. That's what gets you in. That's what gets you heard. And we want to talk about anything in the world of sports. And I cover it all. The gamut, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quidditch, rollerball, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff. Somebody said, what about drone racing? Hell, I don't care. You want to talk drone racing, call me up, but I don't want to talk about politics, I don't want to talk about uh, financial investments. I don't want to talk home and garden. There are plenty of places where you can flap your gums when it comes to that. Let's try and keep it sports. Sometimes I have comedians in, which is always a great respite for me. I love comedy. No comedians today. A couple of movie directors, art designers. We're giving away the Midway DVD. Charlton Heston, Eddie Albert. No, no, no. The Midway that just came out a few months ago. Oh, we're going to give that away. Uh, Also, um, your calls, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Big shout-out to those troops listening who are stationed in Midway right now or anywhere else in the world, privileged to be on the American Forces Radio Network. We're also on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. There I am on Twitch.tv. How you doing? Search for Sports Byline USA And the Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Okay, that got it good.
4: Come on back.
1: Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531.
5: When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But once
0: you start to understand your options,
5: you can partner with your doctor and find ways to face
0: MBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor.
5: Some questions have answers. Visit findyournbcvoice.com to find some of yours.
8: Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle, is it? He's so
3: handsome. He's a genius. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. It is the NBA trade deadline day, and it's going to occur right as my show ends at noon Pacific. So teams are hot and heavy to get in and get deals and do deals and all that other stuff. What do you say? A couple of uh, Warriors. On the move, the Philadelphia 76ers made some noise by reportedly adding Alex Alex Burks and uh, was it Alex Burke or Alex Burks? Alex Burks and Glen Robinson in exchange for three second-round picks this year, next year, year after next. The Warriors did not have second-round picks, I don't think, in any of those years. So they took a couple of vets who are decent players, decent depth pieces. Nobody's idea of a starter. But uh, not uh, just guys riding the pine who shouldn't be wearing high tops. Both these guys are useful players. And the Warriors are back in the draft. The Warriors are one of the very few teams that covets second-round picks. Remember, they paid cash to get a second-round pick when they got um, a kid out of Fresno State, you might remember. And they also paid cash uh, to uh, get uh, another second-round pick the year after that in a a Jordan-Bell All I hear is static. What was the guy who uh, cried his way off the team? I I don't know why. I want to say it's not Monte Ellis. It's, thank you. Jordan Bell, I got that. Patrick McCaw. He picked number zero. I remember talking to Gary St. Jean, and I said, do you know why I picked number zero? He's like, why? Because he said he had zero uh, doubt that he'd make a dent in this league. And, uh, he said, I didn't I didn't realize that. And I believe Patrick McCaw got a ring with the Raptors, did he not? Yeah, I think he did. All right, but it's all come down to this. Um, we've got some trades, and last night, reportedly, the Memphis Grizzlies agreed to trade Andre Iguodala, who has not dribbled a ball for them since coming over from Golden State in the summer. Iguodala okayed the deal and then agreed to a $30 million extension. So when the Warriors gave him 48 over the age of 30, and now you're going to tack on 30 more, that means Andre Iguodala, past the age of 30, while not starting games, has worked out $78 million in contracts. Wow. Very cool. Now the Heat apparently are also looking to add Danilo Gallinari. And those talks continue as we speak. A lot of times in the NBA, you need a third team, sometimes even a fourth, to make the money work. So we remember the Rockets, T-Wolves, Hawks, and Nuggets. um, They also uh, announced a blockbuster 12-player trade last night as well, if you didn't hear. To the Rockets go Robert Covington and the aforementioned Jordan Bell, and the Warriors' second-round draft pick through the Atlanta Hawks in 2024. Atlanta gets... And remember, Atlanta is run by Travis Schlenk, the former Warriors assistant. Atlanta gets Clint Capella and Nene, who hasn't played this year. The T-Wolves get Malik Beasley, Wancho Hernan Gomez, Jared Vanderbilt... And Evan Turner and a Nets first-round draft pick, which is the biggie here, via the Hawks, that's this year. The Nuggets get Shabazz Napier, Kata Bates-Diop, Gerald Green, and Noah Vonley. This one is a little bit crazy. I mean, does it get more crazy than having uh, four teams and 12 players? Uh, I don't think it does, not really. But let's let's go let's sift through the garbage now because there is a lot in here. Apparently, Houston really wanted Covington, and it makes sense. Six foot seven, very good wing defender, can hit a three. The Rockets are right in the middle of the pack in defensive rating. They really could use a defensive boost. When you think about in the playoffs, they'll have to deal with guys like LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George, maybe even the Greek Freak. The problem is they had to get rid of Capella to get Covington. And the Rockets have had plenty of success with these small lineups, even with P.J. Tucker at center. But is that realistic in the West? I mean, let's say you play the Lakers. You got Unibrow. You play Denver. You got Nikola Jokic. Now, Jordan Bell, he completely fell out of the rotation with the Wolves. He fell out of the rotation with the Warriors after a promising rookie year. His defense is not his strong suit. He's only six eight for a big man. This is just a guy. Now, giving up the first-round pick hurts, but Maury and the Rockets are always in win-now mode. They won't be shedding any tears over that, particularly if the deal yields positive results. Overall, they got they, their man. It was a steep price <laughs> with Capella and a pick. Their 11-1 record when Capella was hurt led them to this it's basically do we need him the Hawks about two months ago a member of the Hawks front office reportedly told a frustrated Troy Young that help was on the way all right I guess this qualifies say what you want between the fit between Capella and John Collins but it's clear the Hawks needed an upgrade on the defensive end they're almost last in the league they give up 114 points a game that's ludicrous and around the rim, they're 21st in rebounds. So Capella is a rim protector. That's what he does. He's a big body. And it's also fun to think about lob passes, a little alley-oops to Capella. But instead of Damian Jones or Alex Len, his previous options, yes, Damian Jones, with DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, and Collins, Schlank is trying to build a team of young athletic players, As I said, they gave up that first-round Nets pick, which is lottery-protected for the next three years in what is widely considered to be a bad draft coming up. So they're not sweating that much. But you get a first-round talent in Clint Capella because he's 25 years old. It's hard to believe he's only that old. Now, the Nuggets... They took the opportunity to jump into this deal, and they've ended up with a late first-round pick for two players that they were going to let leave in Beasley and Hernan Gomez. They're they're guys that have filled in. Uh, Especially last year, Beasley was really good, but they don't even play much anymore when Denver is at full strength. And it's nice to have that depth, but the first-round pick, I think, is worthy of it. And the depth also isn't depleted because they got Napier back. And since Napier began starting in Minnesota, he's averaging 11 points, six and a half assists, and four rebounds a game. So he is a good backup. And if you think about guys who could get hurt like Millsap and Plumlee, who are both on the shelf, he could fit in. Bates Diop had some moments with the Wolves. It's not the sexiest trade for Denver. And Beasley was an important player for them off the bench last year. But they decided to get something for a couple players that were not in the team's future plans. And apparently Denver is still very active. So that leaves us to the T-Wolves. And the grade for them, if you want to give them a grade, is an incomplete. Covington was one of the hottest commodities of the trade market. The asking price reportedly was two first-round picks. The Wolves didn't get that. They got one first and two potential real, uh, playoff uh. Rotational players in Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez, who, as I said, are both restricted free agents if they're part of the future plans, then great if they let them go in the summer and just go to the first round pick, we'll see what happens. Vanderbilt has some upside, hasn't done anything yet, but with that being said, it's hard to imagine that the wolves are done making moves and whether it's now or it's in the summer i don't know we know there's this very open-ended pursuit of d'angelo russell which we'll talk about after the break come on in exciting times in the nba get on back
1: That's 855-325-1780
6: I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm
10: really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever.
6: Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault.
1: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store?
5: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
3: Yeah, I heard that. Welcome back to the show. We'll get more into the NBA Tread deadline and all the other great stuff there. But let's go to the phone lines and let's talk to a Rockets fan. And that is Christian. What's going on, my man?
11: Nothing much other than the fact that I feel a little bit disappointed with my hometown team. I mean, how are you going to trade your only seven? Well, how are you going to trade your only seven-footers in Nate Hilario and Clint Capella to other teams and especially get rid of Gerald Green even though he's been injured and he is what Houston means to the entire world? <laughs> For basically somebody in Robert Covington who only had a cup of coffee with the Rockets and really only fits the small ball criteria of the Rockets.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, what would you what would you say is the 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 upside of the trade?
11: I mean, yeah they got an improved robert covington who when he was with the rockets was basically an underwhelming rookie but now has you know excelled into one of the best perimeter big men in the nba but the dude six nine i mean i was expecting them pick up a seven footer or you know recall isaiah hartenstein from the g league you know
3: what would be the part that makes you cry
11: The fact that they got rid of their only liable seven-footer, that actually means anything worth a darn.
3: (laughs) So where do you guys go from here? Apparently you're not done, or are you guys done?
11: Uh, Many pundits around the sporting world, I know that you're probably not one of them, but many pundits are basically saying that the Rockets are done if they lose to the Lakers tonight, which (laughs) it probably might happen.
3: What What is it about Daryl? I mean, Daryl Morey wants to win now. Um, so what is it about? It's
11: not Daryl Morey wanting to win now. It's and Fertitta wants to win now, or else he'll fire Daryl Morey. What,
3: well, what is it about the, um, the 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 Covington thing that makes it so, uh, you know, you just have to have him? Um, well, to be
11: honest, I mean, I think on the upside, he's probably going to be that missing piece that Capella was, not he's going to probably be a bully down in the middle. However, I still can't get over the fact that the Rockets have no seven-footers on their roster now, mm-hmm. except for Isaiah who who's in the G League. Right. <laughs> so, so, basically, the main thing, I would probably hope throughout this trade deadline, which closes up at around 1 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Central, is that I hope the Rockets at least think about trying to get another set of footage just so that, you know, when Robert Covington or P.J. Tucker get used like a wet blanket, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they could basically find some way to back them up.
3: Well, I mean, what is the what what is the the end game for you for you guys? I mean, because, as you said, Fertitta is the the billionaire and he he wants to win, and who is the probably the the weakest link on the team right now, and I'm not talking about you know the twelfth man i mean like who who's the guy that is the guy that's gonna ruin it for you
11: Dan tony coach Dan Tony, because if he doesn't really <laughs> I mean. Yeah, because everybody here locally, even though they don't say it, they probably want his head. And if Tony's coaching leads the Rockets to another failure in the later rounds or not getting close to the NBA title, which, oh, by the way, this year marks the last time, 25 years since the last time they won an NBA title, Tony's going to be gone.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I... On the one hand, I uh, I appreciate a guy who is is going for it. Um, listen, he knows that Harden's not going to last forever, and if he, if they think this is the right deal, then then this is the right deal. It just was a, a steep price to pay. But most people that I've seen, if you look for letter grades, they give the Rockets a B on this one.
11: I see. I see. But other than that, one more thing I do want to talk about, and I know that mixed martial arts isn't in your wheelhouse.
8: Mm -hmm.
11: But there's a big UFC card going down in Houston as well this weekend. There's two title fights that are going to happen, Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chokagian and John Bones Jones versus Dominic Reyes at the Toyota Center in Houston. But... Considering the fact that the divisions that Shevchenko and Jones represent, the women's flyweight and light heavyweight divisions, don't really have that many good contenders, how long do you think their respective title reigns will last?
3: I have no idea. I mean, it, it's it's funny because the the Miami Heat, when they got their big three and LeBron came out and he said, not one, not two, not three, not four, they thought they are going to stay together forever. There were a lot of smug people in the Bay Area, many of in the media, who said, "Okay, well, the Warriors are going to win five in a row." I mean, that's just. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you talking about? You could say the Warriors' run shouldn't have lasted even as long as it had, because when you add a guy yeah, like you add a guy.
11: School, bad? Well, I mean, it
3: just it, it uh, with with injuries that occur and infighting, and there was some infighting, and we saw great a uh, schism finally with Draymond and KD, and then, and then that's when Steve Kerr said, this is the real NBA, what we're seeing right now. So uh, there's no way I can look at a team, I mean, you can say they have great potential, but I, I could never guarantee somebody's going to go on some you know great three-year run.
11: And, I mean, the same thing would go for an individual fighter?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
11: Understood, understood. And, I mean, um, I'm sorry for even asking that question, even though that's not really in your wheelhouse. No, no,
3: no. I, 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 I Listen, I take all questions. I appreciate it. And, listen, you if you listen to the show, you know I've had mixed martial arts art fighters all the time. I've been in here with Randy Couture and Tito Ortiz and mm-hmm. Lawler, Matt the Immortal Brown, uh, uh, King Pharaoh. Fer- what was his name? King Pharaoh, Pharaoh King Dominic. Do you remember his name? No. Uh, damn it. It was King Mo. That was it. King Mo. Thank you. So I, I, I was on national TV for like three seconds one time on Fox interviewing those guys. I, I'm, I, I'm open-minded to all sports because as a real little kid, I was not exposed to soccer. And then in my teens, I finally started to see it. And then as an adult, it's basically my favorite sport. So Sometimes you just you need to open your mind instead of just people saying, Oh, that sport sucks. Like I don't like rugby, but I respect it so much. It's just I can't love everything.
11: It is like they say these days. Don't knock it till you try it because a lot of people bash women's sports for the same reason. Oh, they can't play, they're underdeveloped, they really play like crap. I mean, it's like, why bother them when they're just trying to make their way, you
3: know? I had a friend who went to Australia, and I go, you have to go to an Aussie rules match. And they're like, why have you been? And I'm like, no. I, I used to air them when I worked at Sports Channel, and I actually got to know some of the teams. And, and Bill King, my my hero broadcaster, who's a Hall of Fame broadcaster, he was way into it. And I didn't really know what was going on, and everybody had their sleeves cut off, and it was it seemed kind of weird. So I didn't love it. But I know that if I win, I'd have fun. Anyway, my friend went to the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and had the best time ever. And so, like I said, if you you have to open your horizons, baby.
11: Mm-hmm, exactly. And with that, I know you got to hit the break. I'll talk to you on social media, Rich Till. So thanks for having me on.
3: Christian, thanks for the call. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. Christian, with the sports byline clock embedded in his head. Very loyal listener. By the way, one thing about the Knicks, uh, after parting ways with Steve Mills yesterday, the Knicks are apparently going to hire Leon Rose as their new president of basketball operations. Leon Rose is an agent with CAA. It's the Brody Van Wagenen route. Now, then again, Bob Myers was a former agent and he was executive of the year. So Rose won't be in there by himself. there will be William Wesley, who is known as Worldwide Wide West? William Wesley will be, uh, who's another CAA agent as well. And Rose is LeBron James' former agent, but is also the agent to Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Paul, Devin Burker, Carmelo Anthony. Now, <laughs> this guy has zero experience in an NBA front office. But, um, I mean, look at another agent, Rob Palenka. How has he done? Not so great so far, but he did get unibrow, and he did get LeBron, so maybe he's doing well now. We'll see if the championship comes in. So what I don't know is if this guy has to cut ties with all these players. I would believe that he does have to cut ties, but I don't know for sure how it works in the NBA. Can you be – I mean, how can you have that full-time job and then run the Knicks? I would – be pretty sure that he'd have to put that's a lucrative career he's given up but hey do you want to run the new york knicks and you're like i'm rich let's give it a go on the other side we're going to talk to a brand new director from england he has a new documentary that's come out on netflix called they gotta have us about black filmmakers come on back
12: At Aarons, we believe in the magic of wintertime war. That magic that comes from good people out there, always helping others, working hard, and providing for those they love, no matter what. So why are there so many stores unwilling to work with some good people? Just because your credit isn't the best doesn't mean your TV or refrigerator can't be. That's why at Aarons, we work with you. So you can get flexible lease-to-own plans that fit your budget. Because good people always deserve better. Aarons. Easy, beautiful, affordable.
1: Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone
14: Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies, but TrackPhone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network, starting at twenty dollars a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool. But how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.
5: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
3: All right, uh, thank you for that and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world. We're going to have a filmmaker coming up here if we can uh, hook up which we will uh, hope to do uh, very, very soon. Very interesting documentary on Netflix called They Gotta Have Us. Uh, That's Simon Frederick. We'll do that in a second when we bring him in. But um, examining some of the rumors and some of the other things going down with the the trade deadline and it's fluid obviously the the, the articles that i always hate are the after the fact trade articles you know what i mean it's like hey by the way uh the uh, the, the the a's were actually almost got trout <laughs> i don't i don't want to hear it You know, I don't want to hear the story about, or like, you know, what was the story? It was like, oh, yeah, you know, the Indians, uh, they were the ones that put in the call on Mookie Betts. Yeah. How does that help anyone? I don't really understand that too much. But we'll get a lot of that as it goes. A lot of times, you're better off just waiting until the summer to see what you've got in trade deadlines. And are just trading guys, and that's the beauty of the Warriors right now. They have D'Angelo Russell signed for a long time. They really do, and so there's no rush. They could say, look, this is what we want. Somebody uh, was saying in local media here that the Warriors would want an all-star and three number ones. I don't know where these – warrior people get so smug. What are you talking about? Sometimes I think you'd go just straight up D'Angelo Russell for someone. Oh, yeah, it was for uh, Wiggins. It was uh, Wiggins and three number ones from Minnesota. And they go, yeah, then I guess we'd have to do that. No, no, if that trade happened, they make about the same amount of money. If that trade happened, it would be Wiggins for Russell straight up. And I guess if they really held out, they could say, and number two. But it's just sort of like, I I don't know. I think people get a little bit uh, the the notion of inflation when it comes to some of this talent. All right. As I mentioned, um, we're very excited to have an acclaimed filmmaker. It is Simon Frederick. He's from uh, the U.K. And he's got a, a brand new documentary that just came out on Netflix yesterday. It's called They've Gotta Have Us. And it's about um, black cinema, and he went out and interviewed uh, many generations of uh, black filmmakers uh, in Hollywood and stars as well. And this is in the age of, of course, hashtag Oscars so white. Simon, thanks for being on the show. i got to ask, first of all, where are you from in England?
16: Uh, I'm from London.
3: So what's your team?
16: Uh. (laughs) Yeah. it has to be the uh, the glory of north london it's
3: got to be arsenal oh i was going to say the glory of nothing it has to be tottenham all right no
16: no no, no. that a... would not
3: be the <laughs> <laughs> i'm a lifelong tottenham fan but cheers fair enough it's a north london team as well woolwich we know that the the gooners are up there so let let's talk about the the impetus uh, behind this when did you first get the the notion uh, to putting a project like this together um
16: it was really around um, I, I'd made a documentary in England uh, for the BBC called Black is the New Black and um, it was kind of like um, I wanted to do a follow up uh, and they really wanted me to do what they felt something bigger um, so so being a, an artist myself I, I was really interested in why um, my art as a as a black person was seen to be less valuable than the art of white people, uh, and I, I've never understood that because art is really the highest form of human expression that we have. Um, and growing up, you know, it's like I'd fallen in love with films like um, Boys in the Hood and you know and many others, and I knew that they were universally loved by everyone. These types of films you know, Spike Lee's films, you know, she's got to have us um, do the right thing. All of these films were universally loved by everyone. So it was really out of frustration. I wanted to um, talk to a group instead of talking to individuals, but bring uh, a group of people together who were kind of like, you know, people that we revere in this industry uh, and talk to them about, uh, as an artist, talking to other artists about how they um, started in the industry, um, the hurdles that they had to go through, how they got through those and how they became the people that they are today.
3: Yeah, you think about Singleton and Lee, big names, and I know you also talked to one of my heroes, Robert Townsend, and I had him on my show a couple of years ago. He was in town for the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Shuffle, which I had that on VHS in the 80s. I think I wore out that tape. It, It really... Uh, if if people who don't know that movie really need to see it, a young Keenan Ivory Wayans and John Witherspoon and others. But this really is the story about being a black actor in Hollywood, and all you can play was a pimp or a drug dealer or a singer. And it's it's almost you could take that movie and, and put it into 2020.
16: Well, I mean, it's unfortunately um, for its time that's a movie that that is still relevant today. Uh, it shouldn 't be relevant uh, because we should have moved on from from that by now, but it is still relevant and it is you know it 's a classic movie it 's one of the funniest movies ever, mm-hmm. but you just can 't believe that the things that um, that he and Keenan went through uh, that they 've put within this film you know and you know it's, it's, you know there 's a classic scene in there called the uh, the the black actors uh the black actors school mm-hmm. uh where um you know they've got white instructors teaching uh black actors how to be black <laughs> you yeah, got and, the guy going you know, Jive
3: ass turkey do it like that
16: yeah exactly yeah you know it's like <laughs> you're not doing it right you know you have to do it like this and you laugh at it and when you see it it's absolutely hilarious yeah um There's the other scene in it where, uh, you know, he's yeah. It's just a a classic, absolutely classic movie. But you can't believe that that's reality. That they were actually asked to do things like that, or directors were telling them that they knew more about being black than those black actors. But it was they put reality into art, and um, you know, it's uh, it's a classic
3: movie. I was speaking with Simon Frederick, by the way. His uh, new documentary, They've Gotta Have Us, is on Netflix right now. I spent a lot of time in, in England, and I was a, a writer for a, a soccer newspaper, and I also coached American football to the uh, the police department down there in Hertfordshire and Bushy, the, the Mets, and had some uh, black players, black English players. And I remember one time we were having a conversation about black people on TV, and they always said, well, it's pretty much Lenny Henry, and that's it. I mean, I think about America. How is it in the UK? Uh,
16: it's pretty much the same. I mean, basically, there used to be a joke amongst uh, black actors, and it's universal. It doesn't matter whether it was uh, African American or black Brit. It was universal. If you got a a part in a film, uh, you were really happy. So, so basically, you get your script, uh, you read. You know, you find your name on on the second page, and there was your part. And you carry on reading, but that, your part ended there because the the joke was was the black guy was always the first person to get fil- uh, killed in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always the joke. Okay, we're gonna, you know, it's like you better you better watch this film quickly because I am in the film, but I die really quickly. <laughs> you know, so you know, times I- have changed. Yeah. Times have changed because basically what happened was, was that, um, and we show this in, in, um, in uh, They've Got to Have Us, where we have a section on, on what we call them scene stealers where basically someone's got one shot. They've got one little scene uh, in the film. So, uh, for example, you have Viola Davis in, uh, in a film called Doubt uh, where she plays opposite uh, Meryl Streep. Now, in the whole film, she only has, uh, it's like a five-minute section. Now, Bella Davis nails this performance to the point where it becomes the the standout moment of the film and gets her, uh, uh, well, she actually wins a nomination uh, for an Oscar Mm. just from that moment, from that five minutes. She wins a Best Supporting Actress nomination.
3: It's crazy. I remember a comedian over here in the 70s named Franklin Ajayi, and he'd always say, when I was watching Star Trek and I saw a black guy, I'm like, wow, he's getting killed first. I mean, he just that... – yeah. <laughs> um, Getting on Netflix, of course, is huge. And I just wonder about marketing because the movie poster has got the three fists and some celluloid with faces going through it. I just wonder if someone's like, oh, no, that looks like the Black Panthers. That's too militant. We need to change the poster did you get any backlash over that?
16: None whatsoever. I think people people looked at that post and they were like, "Wow, uh when can we when can we get a print of that and put it up on the wall?" Um, it's it's really um people understood it because
8: mm-hmm.
16: there there's a term that people keep talking about and it's kind of like the revolutionary evolution of black cinema in the art form of film. And you know that revolutionary evolution when people talk about um, people or black people trying to to really get some kind of equanimity in cinema it's really interesting that I'm talking to a guy who in, understands sports because i can I can use some sports euphemisms mm-hmm. to to make my point you know when you're when we're watching a soccer match or we're watching a, an American football match uh, we Really revel in someone's performance. If someone goes out there and they are playing their socks off, if they put in a performance, they put in a shift on that field. Everyone recognizes it, okay, and that gets celebrated.
8: Mm-hmm.
16: Um, but in cinema, there are great performances put in by by people. You know, it's like when I see the performances that people like David Oyelowo and Kamini Jogo. Uh, and you know, uh, and other people put in in Selma, and the great directing that that Ava DuVernay put into that that film, and Malcolm X, the you know the great performances of Denzel Washington, the direction of Spike Lee. I could go on and on and on of the exceptional performances mm-hmm. that black actors uh, and black performers and writers and directors have put in, and basically they get very little credit in terms from the industry for those really amazing performances. And by contrast, um, the things that are celebrated, usually uh, there's a lot of mediocrity celebrated. And I think that you know, uh, people in general, black, white, and Asian, they recognize that the, the um, institutions like the Oscars here in, in, in the States and, you know, BAFTAs in England, uh, maybe really will become obsolete in time because people recognize that they are really not really not supporting excellence and, and they have they have put themselves up there to be supporting excellence they are in fact like the uh, Olympics of the acting world, and um, in the Olympics, you have to be the best and you have to be exceptional to win so um, unless that starts happening within um, the arena of um, you know the arena of um, of the cinema industry. I think the cinema industry um, is going to be in trouble in uh, terms of well, uh, these institutions.
3: Yeah, we got to run, but that sports parallel—it's—it's it's telling. It, it's really eye-opening the way you put it. We've been speaking with Simon Frederick. They've got to have us. It's on Netflix. Check it out now about black cinema especially here in the United States. Your career is only going to explode bigger now. Are you ready for an, an, an OBE top hat and tails at Buckingham Palace there, Simon?
16: Uh, bring, bring it on, just as long as when they, uh, <laughs> when they, when they move that sword, they, they lift it over my head and they don't cut my head off. be fine. All
3: right, I'll tell Elizabeth Regina the second. Simon, congratulations on the film, and thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
9: products they offer increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term
1: Uh, I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one?
5: Middle always goes commando.
3: I do go commando. We have another two hours to go, and it looks like we uh, don't have the midway guests. We're going to have them tomorrow, and I have to. I know I said I'd give away the game, but we will uh, we'll get to that uh, tomorrow, and we'll give it away then. By the way, apparently there's a snag in the Mookie Betts trade, which affects a lot of players. Even the Angels and Jock Peterson On all those guys will touch on that as well. And keep our eye on that NBA trade deadline, which only has, I believe, two more hours to run. Come on back.
1: That's 877-360-0402.
11: Rick Tittle knows his sports.
2: I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it.
12: Ricky T in the
2: hizzle for shizzle,
12: biznatch.
3: Wow! Just as I'm opening my mouth, Dominic tells me that the Warriors have traded DeAngelo Russell. Do you want to take over? You got you got a mic. You can get on the air here. It's better than you. Uh... All right have traded D'Angelo Russell
14: guard Jacob Evans forward Omari Spellman to the Minnesota Timberwolves for forward Andrew Wiggins a 2021 protected first round pick and a 2022 second round pick according to Adrian Wojnarowski about a minute and a half ago
3: wow no Carl Anthony Towns but Wiggins so they basically get D'Angelo Russell they give up D'Angelo Russell to get Wiggins in a first round pick that's basically what it is right Wiggins and a first for Russell. You know, this deal was offered to the Warriors a month ago. We talked about it. And the Warriors said no. But they're going to jump on it right now. A Mrs. Wiggins. So this is <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. We hardly knew ye. Um, this is uh, big news around these parts. And we'll talk about the other big news around these parts as well. 1-800-878-PLAY, Alibi, all that good stuff. Um, American Forces Radio Network, when you think about uh, our troops being the ones to uh, keep us protected, that's just a factual statement. They are the ones that do that. There are a lot of people in the world who uh, mean us harm, and um, we always have to uh, recognize that. We think, We think that everybody loves us. Uh, they don't, <laughs> so, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll get the reaction on that whole thing about d to the Timberwolves for Wiggins and, uh, draft picks, but, um, as I said, this just came out here in the last two minutes, so we'll address that. Big, uh, shout out to those of you listening on sportsbyline.com, those listening on the TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, I'm on TV, kinda, Twitch TV, The Twitter is at Rick Tittle, and you can listen to us on your actual TV set on CRN Digital Plus 2. But it's just a vine of me riding a unicycle with no seat. Big news in the NBA. Come on back.
2: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness.
17: Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping.
1: 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 709 4409 That's 800-709-4409. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531.
3: Check out Rick Tittle. What you got? 1 800 878 play. Uh, NBA trade deadline is about an hour 45 away, but the uh, Warriors and T Wolves have not waited. The T Wolves have long, long wanted D'Angelo Russell. And you could ask yourself why. He signed to a max deal, he's a guy who is a great scorer, but not a good defender. The reason is, is because Carl Anthony Towns desperately and openly has said, I need to play with D'Angelo Russell. I have to have him. So uh, the Bleacher Report and um, ESPN, they're all going off Adrian Wojnarowski, so I should read his tweet first. And it said, um, D'Angelo Russell... Uh, Andrew Wiggins, and the Warriors will get a 2021 first-round pick. So not this draft but next. It is protected uh, to be a top three. So if you're one of those 14% chance and the number one pick, that's protected. And then a 2022 second-round pick. So now the Warriors have a couple of picks that year. And the Warriors will send Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman. To the Timberwolves as well. Jacob Evans was a late first round pick out of Cincinnati. He won't be missed. I don't care about <coughs> excuse me. I don't care about Amari Spellman. Dominic does, and and to be fair, Dominic watches the Warriors more than I do. But the question is now, is how does Andrew Wiggins fit in? Because Andrew Wiggins, was he number one overall pick? He was, right? Of the, the Cavs. Number one overall pick out of uh Kansas. And this was jeez, it's six years ago now. It's hard to believe, but um a taller player, six foot seven, really, really skinny, um on the season right now, averaging twenty two and a half points, five rebounds, four assists. and um you know has some value there There's no doubt he has some value, and you just figure how does he fit in to the whole deal. Because he's a shooting guard. Six foot seven shooting guard, almost a little bit like Clay Thompson, who I believe is six foot six. Well, the thing about Russell, and I remember talking to Connor Laterno, the Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, um, this was months ago. And he said when this is before Curry got hurt on October 30th, right around Halloween, that when D'Angelo Russell played with Curry the plus minus went way down on both guys, which was, I thought, why Why is that, why is that true? Well, it doesn't matter why, it was true. Now, as I said, this is a guy that was signed using the uh, Timberwolves bird rights, and he just signed a big, huge deal last year. So he's in the second year of a five year a hundred and forty eight million dollar deal, his base salary this year is twenty seven mil next year when he's twenty five years old it'll be twenty nine and a half mil the year after that it'll be thirty one and a half mil and then his last year is the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three season he'll be twenty seven years old and he'll make over thirty three and a half million dollars, which is obviously a lot of cash. But if you look at the deal that D'Angelo Russell signed, um, it's going to, uh, you know, as I said, these these salaries uh, had to match up. So the Warriors are down four players from their last game. And that's uh, – but uh, apparently I've heard that uh, Josh akogi is he coming in this deal as well? I, I don't know what it is anymore. Um. Wo says it's just Wiggins and two picks. All right. All right. We well, we'll get to all that as I said it's a it's a huge huge deal uh in the Bay Area. Let's go to New York City with Charlie. How you doing, Charlie?
18: Hey, Rick, how are you? I just uh got the update the uh, the trade from you. Um right o- I mean right off the top, uh, it, it doesn't really excite me as much as uh, I'm not a big fan of Wiggins. Mhm. I mean, uh, are you? Do you like him at all? As a, I mean,
3: I like him. I like D'Lo more because I I've seen D'Lo and and he's just an offensive machine. But he just didn't fit no, with, I, with with Curry, and it's sad. But I guess it's true.
18: No, I I, I agree. And I, I and I, I I early in the year I just said you know the Warriors are going to stink and let it just be the D'Lo show and and you know have him... Have a career year, and then you uh, optimize on that with an, with a trade and, you know and, and obviously, as a warrior fan I wasn't into uh, you know i thought getting in at a was a complete pipe dream, mm-hmm. but I thought maybe they would have kept him through the end of the year, package him with the first round, and throw in whomever else, and maybe you can get a ben simmons or or something uh, i i'm just wigan i, I I mean, do you think the Warriors' mindset is is that Wiggins, within the, with surrounded by Clay and, and Dre and Steph, will bring out the best of him? Because he, he I, a lot I don't. Of I,
3: yeah, I think what this is is that the Warriors had nothing in the draft for the next few years. They had to give up a one to get Delo Now they have that one back. Now they have four second round picks that they didn't have yesterday. I think this was just to get back into that first round for a player who they think is probably the same, who they think will probably be a better fit. So they okay. get rid of. Remember, Jacob Evans was a first round pick, so he was signed yeah. to some some real money. So they get right. they get that off the books as well for a bust. So they take on one of our busts. They take on a guy in my in my opinion in Spellman, who's very young, but he's, he's on his third team now, and right. they, they, they they around. they get it. Right, yeah, they get a guy who might be a better fit and they get a first-round pick and another second-round pick. So I just yeah. think for them it just was too much to give up.
18: Yeah, right. Uh, and, and in addition to that, now yesterday they traded Birch and Robinson. That was more uh, – please uh, educate me. That, I mean, that was more of a salary dump just to get under the tax situation? No,
3: no. That was, so, that was to get three second-round picks.
18: Yeah, but – how many qual- – I mean, listen, uh, Pascal and, and Draymond was a second-round pick, uh, Eric Pascal, but how, how many quality players do you get in the second round in an NBA draft nowadays?
3: Well, the reason the Warriors love it is that they're so top-heavy with the Bash bro- the Bash brothers, the Splash brothers. <laughs> Same, <thing>. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Splash brothers, Draymond, and, and now Wiggins, that they have to hit on these second-round picks. You mentioned Draymond, Eric Pascal. You, you, you can think about Monte Ellis. You can think about Gilbert Arenas. Right, they right. they figure now they have four more second round picks and if they can hit with a couple more Eric Pascal's it'll save them a boatload of money and they don't have to worry about salary cap and bird rights and all this other stuff and non-exempt and and mid-level exception all these crazy trade things so I think they, they they're building for the future because they know this year is nothing and they like Burks um, I know that Marcus Thompson said that the Warriors We'll try to. he thinks that the Warriors will try to get Robinson back in free agency after this year because the coaching staff yeah. loved him. So we'll see.
18: I read that too. So, uh, so uh, finally then, uh, so are you uh, initially, your initial reaction, are you happy with the uh, D'Lo for Wiggins straight?
3: Um, well, like I said, I'm with you. I'm not a huge Wiggins fan. But, but yet, it fits better. But But not only does it fit better, but they get back into the first round too. And so if you think about if both guys are the same, and I, you could if you, listen. They're not the same player, but stat-wise, they're the same player. So, and and Wiggins plays a little bit better D, apparently. If you can trade a guy for a guy, like for like, and then get a first and a second with it, I think you got to do it.
18: Right, right, and, and and I mean, and finally, wasn't uh, listen. I, I think this, I, 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 there's potential in Wiggins. I, I, I definitely can, and you know, and I'll be optimistic and hopeful, but wasn't. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he referred to as the Canadian Michael Jordan at one point, or the uh, didn't he have a nickname like the Maple Leaf Jordan or something to that? It wasn't it, it. Was he highly touted coming out? Well, I of, mean, uh,
3: yeah, you're and you're right. He is from Canada. He's from um, what's right. it called? Uh, somewhere in Ontario. I forgot the name of right. the town. But yeah, he went to Kansas, and and yeah, he was the Canadian Michael Jordan. I forgot the exact nickname, but he was highly yeah. touted. And and that's the thing about the the Cavs, the Cavs. I can't even remember the name of the kid that from Fresno State, their first number one overall pick that was a bust. He was the best guy, Anthony Bennett. Thank you very much, Dominic. And then of course they had Kyrie when they had the number one pick. That one worked out. Who's technically right. an Australian, but um yeah we'll see if he i mean i hope he's a better fit i think he could play maybe a little small forward who knows i because I, I know yeah. he's a swing man so i wouldn't that be nice if he could be the three i mean he's certainly better than harrison barnes and they won a title with him
18: absolutely well i'll be optimistic rick and um one final note completely irrelevant to the warriors i'm glad the raiders signed Jalen uh, richard to to two-year to contract extension just yeah. want to throw that in
3: there. Yeah, you know what? And I didn't even know that, so thanks for letting me know, Charlie. Oh, they, it. So
18: they locked him up for two years. All right, Rick, I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Thank you very much. I'm Rick Tittle, on back.
0: Thank <laughs>
5: You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
3: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. And this is why I shouldn't tweet while I'm on the air. Some guy was like, WTF, man, we lost two bench players. (laughs) I was like, and I wrote, we're the worst team in basketball. We don't need mediocre bench players. Then I realized when I tweeted, I put, we're the worst team in basketball, W-O-R-S-E. I meant worst. So it's just better off just to delete that tweet. Dudes on Lewd should not drive. Quick, what movie? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, Big news, man. 1-800-878-PLAY. Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love. We hear these names. Especially Thompson. Very talented guy. A bright spot on a dismal... Cavs team, career highs and points, rebounds, assists. And as I said, they hit rock bottom on Saturday when the Warriors, who suck and didn't play a lot of guys because they were hurt, throttled them by 19 points at home. So this is why the old asset uh, accumulation mode comes in. Because Thompson, you know, is not the only high-profile pro- big man on the market. We, you know, we already know about Capella. Kevin Love reportedly requested a trade. Three years, ninety-one million left. Thirty-one years old. Injury history. I don't know. We we keep hearing these rumors about uh, teams that have been very close to getting uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh, just yet. And as I said, we will keep our our eyes to the... What's it called? Our forks on the fire? We'll keep our eyes on the, uh, the road and our hands upon the wheel. So, I wonder if D'Angelo Russell, by the way, really wanted to go play with K.A.T. as much as K.A.T. wanted him. I don't know that. Uh, a couple of tweets from the last half hour. Mark Stein says that the uh, Suns have received offers for Kelly Oubre from the Magic. No deal just yet. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny. The the room, uh, you know, yesterday, just yesterday, I think yesterday, I was talking about how the Knicks just always feel like we'll give you this or that for that. There was a report in New York this morning that the Knicks were going to get D'Angelo Russell by offering Frank, Kelly, Tina, and Bobby Portis. What? That's just for starters. Bobby Portis is a bench player that will score you nine points a game. And Frank Tilikina, the Belgian first-round pick, he's not somebody you want to write home about. But that's just the way it is. Uh, A couple other trades. uh, The Clippers are trading Derek Walton to the Hawks for cash. Um, Chris Haynes said the Rockets are desperate for Tristan Thompson. They've already tried a few times, but they just can't make the money work, so that means they need to get uh, more into a uh, third or fourth team. Miami's still trying hard to get Gallinari right now, um, a trade that did go down the as the Hawks are very aggressive. Remember the four-team trade getting uh, Clint Capella. They've made another deal. They are dealing Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn to the Kings for Dwayne Dedman and two second-round picks, their next two. Now, the deal will give the Hawks another big man to put next to Trey Young and give him a couple more draft picks to grow with Young. Dedman played with the Hawks the last three years. So he's already right back. i remember I used to work with a guy here, Jason Stewart, who... After he left byline, he went and became uh, Jim Rome's producer for years. But his pet peeve is when a guy went back to his original team. Like, why? He goes, I just hate it. Baseball, football, basketball. He hated guys going back to the original team. Well, Deadman's right back. And in the offseason, the Kings gave him three for 40. And it seemed like the Kings regretted the deal almost immediately. Because this is a guy who started almost every game for Atlanta last year. And with the Kings, he started 10 games. And he's averaged about 16 minutes. And so this is why he requested a trade. And by the way, the trade will cost him $50,000. So what he said in December was, quote, I would like to be traded and I haven't been playing, so I would like to go somewhere where my talents are appreciated. I'm trying to play, and I've been told I'm no longer in the rotation here, so there's really nothing to wait on, end quote. Well, that's worth giving up 50K. <clears throat> it really is. It's one thing if you're not playing on the best teams in basketball. The Kings don't want you, and you have to wonder about what they were thinking. Giving him that extension, if they really didn't want him, well, there's a new coach in town. So he got his wish, and you know he was great last year and he'll try to turn him into a playoff contender in the East again. On the year, five points a game, five rebounds a game. With Parker, Parker is averaging 15 points and six boards, a decent power forward. Alex Len, is a guy averaging nine points and six rebounds a game. This is a center. So, look, Dedman had far more value to Atlanta than he would for other teams because the Hawks' locker room... There was it was widely noted how much they missed Deadman's vocal leadership. They have such a young roster. Trey Young's frustrated with the talent around him, so that'll make him happy for five minutes at least. And you know, in basketball terms, as you know, you think about Capella and, and, and Collins, pick and roll guys, catching dunks, things like that. And Atlanta has found a lot of success in recent years with the double drag pick and roll. So ostensibly Capella or, or Collins. And then you need a big man who has a nice shot, and that would be Dedman. So Dedman can fill either role, and he's a little bit of a weapon too. So taking on the 13.3 he's owed is not ideal. But Atlanta has a lot of clap uh, clap. Yes, they have the clap and a lot of cap flexibility moving forward. Now the Kings don't have a lot of trade flexibility, but in signing Deadman, they signed in Harrison Barnes, or Harrison Barnes, yeah, Trevor Ariza, Corey Joseph, they they committed a huge amount of money into veterans for a team that's supposed to be building. And then you think about retaining Bogdan Bogdanovich, who the Lakers want, a restricted free agent. Buddy Heald already, remember Vivek Ranadive, He's the next Steph Curry. Easy. Buddy Heald is locked into a $106 million deal. And De'Aaron Fox is already looking for a max extension. Didn't they just draft him? So that concern is a lot easier now. Parker is going to make $6.5 million next year. So they're going to save $7 million. That's going to be open. And the funny thing is, Deadman, when he put in his trade request, he started getting more minutes and playing better. Did the Kings change their mind? No, they're window shopping him. They're putting him on the top shelf. Here he is. Look, he's good. But giving up draft picks to dump a contract that they signed a guy to eight months ago is pretty stupid. But things change. You don't want to be locked into it. It was a bad decision. But if it takes soup and round, two uh, second-round picks to keep a guy like Bogdanovich, then so be it because the move in a vacuum makes sense even if the original deadman deal did not make sense. So there's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces in and out. You know, the welcome to uh Golden State Andrew Mrs. Hawiggins if you ever watched um <laughs> if you ever watched uh the Carol Burnett so you'll know that, but I mean think about it. Curry makes 40 mil, Clay makes 33 mil, Wiggins 27 mil, Draymond 18 mil, then you get Kevon Looney 4 mil. You know who the sixth highest paid player is on the Warriors? Jordan Poole. This is how top heavy they are. They've got four guys, then you got Looney making decent money, and then Poole, Pascal, Smilagic, Damian Lee. And then a couple of two-way guys that are going to get roster spots now on Bowman and Chris. By the way, they're still playing over 66 or $666 million in dead cap money on Livingston. They're still playing the dead cap money. Satan's address. Come on back.
2: Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks? Wimpy, wimpy,
0: wimpy.
2: Or a smelly bag? Stinky,
0: stinky, stinky.
2: Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price.
8: Hefty, hefty, hefty.
2: They are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex, where sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Also available in heavy duty black bags. Hefty,
8: hefty, hefty.
1: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
9: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online.
1: That's 855-325-1780. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's
14: topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors.
0: Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't gonna light the candle.
14: Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a
13: good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.
7: I'm sorry, it's, a,
19: it's the pleats.
6: It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants. They, it's not fla- flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the, the pants store.
5: Piddle is a majestic stallion.
3: Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. You know, there are always things in the NBA when it comes to bird, non-bird, early bird, uh, trade exception, non-trade exception, max, supermax. I don't understand them. I don't think most people who went to Harvard understand them. But I was just doing a little bit deeper dive when I saw that the over $600,000, I think I said over $600 million, <laughs> That would be a lot to pay in dead money for Sean Livingston. But there are also cap holds. Cap holds. They do not give the team new cap space, and they're not counted against luxury tax allo- um, allocation. But there are four cap holds on the Warriors right now, and each one is $1.6 million. Matt Barnes, Andrew Bogut, Jonas Yurebko, and David West. I, you, you, I could, I cannot tell you why that is or why that exists, but let's talk to somebody. We were just talking trades with the Warriors yesterday, Vince and Lafayette. What's up, man?
18: All right. So
20: I, I like I, I heard the Warriors are under the cap now, so they saved $40 million, you know, hit, but who are they suiting up? Cause they, they lost like a ton of players. I mean, they just traded, obviously, um, uh, their point guard to uh, to Memphis. So now they got, uh got uh, Wiggins uh, to them. And I was going to ask you right off the bat, what I've heard, and, again, I don't watch Minnesota at all, but I heard Wiggins is not really that great at defense. Is that true from what you heard?
3: Well, I mean, gonna... he, he, that's not his fort, no, but, I mean, neither is, is Dilo. So I said you basically swap the same guy. And you get a first round pick and a second round pick with it. Yeah, the Warriors have eleven guys right now, which is plenty. But they need to uh, sign somebody off the street, or they need to go down to Santa Cruz. This is the best best thing that ever happened to some Santa Cruz Warriors here, probably.
20: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I heard like their cast space—they're like barely under it right now. Like, otherwise, they get tagged for forty million. So I'm not even sure how many players they could sign. Obviously, um, um, what's his name—the the point guard it has been sitting there because he ran out of days.
3: Kai Bowman. Kai Bowman yeah. can get a, you know, a deal now, yeah.
20: Yeah, so he'll be brought up. And, and then Marco Chris is on a two-way, but he's he's good through March, and then the season's over, so they they don't really have to bring him up. They could just leave him because a two-way contract does not count on the cap. I, I learned something new, like, about a month ago. So that Well, Marquis
3: so Chris, I mean, they, they probably have enough cash to, to bring him up now, I would think.
20: You know, but, but he's already up. But what I'm saying is that doesn't count on the cap. So, in other words, which I didn't even know that, a two-way player, even though he's playing, uh, and he has quite a few days left. He'll go, he'll get to, like, the middle of March, and that's about when the season's over, then he could play anyway. So his salary will never count on the cap. So then they have some, um, I'm not sure how much room they have left because w- Wiggins makes more than Russell. And they had to trade those other two players, uh, Robinson and uh, Burks, just to get under the cap. Otherwise, they get tagged for $40 million. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe that. I heard, what they get to get $3 million off the payroll. That's why they traded uh, uh, their, uh, their other two players, uh, Evans and uh, which Spelman. Is they, uh, oh, Spelman, just to stay under that cap. Otherwise, they get hit for $40 million. So they're now officially under the cap. So uh, they're like four years they were over the cap. So this is the first year to under the cap, and it makes a big deal – Otherwise, they get a $40 million. Yeah, repeat
3: offenders, yeah, they get penalized more. Yeah,
20: so, so they're under the cap. So then next So I want to ask you the, the first question that comes right off my bat. I'm glad I got the draft the, the pick they got for next year is protected for the first three. So if it t- turns into the top three, then it goes to 2022, and then it becomes unprotected. So that so it may not be a 2021 because Minnesota kind of stinks, but uh, you never know. But that could be. If it's, four pick, it's fourth pick, at the fourth or further down, we get it for next year. Otherwise, it's 2022. But my question is: Is Wiggins? Do you think um, obviously it's not that they're going to play with him until the end of the season? Is he going to be on the team? You think next year, or do you think they're going to trade him in the off season?
3: Well, I mean, I don't know how they could. I mean, it's hard to to trade a guy who's going to be making thirty million dollars. Next year, and then for three years after that too. He's only twenty-four years old. He's six foot seven. They would probably love to see if he could be the small forward. How long have the Warriors been looking for a small forward? I mean, forever. So uh, yeah. it's. I mean, I mean, obviously, you could say KD was the small forward, but KD at six foot eleven was a completely unique beast. But, I mean, Harrison Barnes couldn't shoot. Mike Dunleavy couldn't shoot. Jonas Yurebko couldn't. I don't know. It's just they, ever since Chris Mullen, they've probably been sh- looking for a small forward since Bernard King. So it'd be great if Wiggins could be that small forward to play with the Splash Brothers next year.
20: So so they're going to keep him. It sounds like I, I had a feeling too. Then the next question is, Do you you think in the offseason, because they're going to obviously have a bunch of players to look at, do you think Glenn Robinson or Burks will come back if the Sixers don't sign him?
3: Well, Marcus Thompson said that they loved Robinson, and and it was his opinion that they will try and do that.
20: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then the next thing that's running through my mind, and obviously it's so far away. It's like a million miles away, and we don't even know where we're going to draft. But let's say the Warriors get really lucky to ping ball hits number one. Do you think the Warriors will will probably pick the player, or do you think they'll move back?
3: No, I think they'll pick the player. I mean, there's no reason to move back. The a, NBA draft is is such garbage, and you if you get that chance to get that elite player, usually to me, after one, two, three, it's just a bunch of guys, and then you you need to get lucky, and maybe you'll find a star like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and maybe you. I mean, Clay Steph Curry led. College basketball and scoring—that's why I was over the moon that they signed him. But if they, it's not like football where you can trade back and get tremendous value. Basketball only has, in my opinion, I mean, there's a Zion and a John Morant, and then what? It's just a bunch of guys in this last draft.
20: So, all right. So, if you get the number one pick, if you were, if uh, let's say, let's say it was today. Uh, obviously, we didn't even have March Madness yet. But if it was today, who would you lean on to picking if you were the Warriors?
3: Would I, you I, go up the, the Wiggins or the? Yeah, I would think or that they, I would think they would go after Wiggins because they don't have a center outside of, you know, this uh a guy like Smiley Gage.
20: Yeah, so that's that's what I was worried, but the, the guard from uh, Atlanta is uh is doing really well, I heard, but everybody else is hurt or not playing. So it's like so do you think March Madness will influence anything uh when it comes out? I mean, because you have all those teams obviously playing. Yeah.
3: I mean, March and Madness got 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 Eric Pascal drafted you know, um, and, you know, he's 22 years old, and they're like, ooh, he's so old, you know, Jor- <laughs> Jordan pulls 20, Alan Smiley Gates is still 19 years old, I mean, those were the other, the other picks there, but, um, you know, and, and then, of course, I mean, if Looney's healthy, Looney's going to get a look at center as well, but um. Yeah, it's basically Smiley, Gitch, and Looney. Those are your. Well, Marquis, Chris. I shouldn't forget him. You know, remember he's only twenty two years old as, as well. So. I, I think
20: Chris is gonna I mean, be really good. I mean, not like a starter. I think Chris is is like the type of guy, um, the energy guy that comes out. That you want a big center. I mean, I think if the, the worst get a good, hopefully either this year's draft or next year's draft, or you know wherever it falls in, uh, is to find a, a starting center. And then uh, Marcus Chris to me is like a, a really a good coming off the bench guy. I mean, you don't want him to be your starting center. Um, Looney, I, I I was watching it and this is I was kind of shocked. He's only played two games. He, he was like plus ten both times when he was playing, and he only played a few minutes.
3: He's a good player. And
20: yeah, I mean that was like very was smart. Everybody around is good. Mm-hmm. I mean that was like that was like that was the first thing that popped in my head. I know he was good in the finals. And uh, and last year in the playoffs, he was really good, Looney. I mean, he made his name for himself. And, and Looney's out of shape. I'm going, plus 10? I'm going, wow, that's, that's a guy that that can be your starting center. But, I mean, I like I said, I'm kind of excited. I, I'm kind of mad that we lost Robinson. I really wanted to keep him because I, I know he plays better defense than Burks. And I'm hoping we get him back next year. I, I don't think we're going to win too many games going down the stretch. <laughs> I think we're going to be – really terrible because we lost all our all our players i mean like you said we're gonna go who else in santa cruz can they bring up
3: oh i have no i I haven't looked at that roster in a long time anyone that's worth his salt i think has probably already been up a little bit you know what i mean
20: and it doesn't have to be santa cruz i mean that's one thing about the um Mm -hmm. it's not the warriors team santa cruz it's anybody could draft anybody so they could go i mean like memphis they kicked our crap out of, out of Santa Cruz. I mean, they won like 40, 50 points. And I, there's gotta be something on Memphis that might be pretty good that, you know, because they were like, they were really good. And I was, I watched, I'm, this is how sad my life's been lately. I'm watching the league basketball, you know, when the Warriors aren't playing. So, um, and Memphis was really good. I don't know the players off the top of my head at all, but I, they just like destroyed Santa Cruz. They literally destroyed it. So,
3: did you watch that on the that. internet?
20: No, it was yeah, it was on the, um, regular TV, the, the, the Warriors Channel forty. They they put the Santa Cruz Warriors on when the Warriors aren't playing. So like they'll have like the Warriors play today,
8: 40. and then
20: the next day Santa Cruz is playing. So I'm watching a lot of the Santa Cruz games. Uh, I could see uh, Bowman play, and he looks he's he's getting a lot of playing time. Um, I watched our center that you know. I think he needs another year at Santa Cruz before he comes up. I don't think he's ready yet for NBA. Um, Cool. I'd like to see him in Santa Cruz. I think he would benefit really good in Santa Cruz um, just playing a lot more. I I just think he's not really ready for the NBA.
8: Right.
3: And
20: it's not a bad thing. It's like like minor league baseball. Yeah, no, it's
3: true. Vince, I got to run. I hear the music. But thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you have a good week. All right. There's there's Vince. The Warriors, very active. They are sellers, but they're kind of buyers. Come on back.
6: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
10: I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Ever. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
1: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. That's 800-403-5912.
0: When do broadcasters
13: go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty rap
5: to my east side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap. No MC. don't ask rick tittle to bring it because it already done got brought
3: all right um by the way we have another hour left i want to give a big shout out to a, a brand new affiliate and that is western reserve radio wkkx in youngstown ohio takes all three hours of my show and a big thanks to the owner there jim craven and I've been to Youngstown, Ohio before, the home of the Youngstown State Penguins. And I remember thinking, why are they the Penguins? And I thought, oh, wait, they're a hop, skip, and a jump from Pittsburgh. <laughs> so I don't know if that was it uh, or not. But I remember I drove through Warren and Youngstown when I was going from Cleveland to Pittsburgh. You take the old turnpike. But anyway, great to have you with us. That's DeBartolo country back there as well. So once again, we welcome Western Reserve Radio, WKKX in Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, Jim Craven, the man behind that. So uh, we appreciate it. Uh, As I was saying before, at the beginning, there's a snag in the Mookie Betts trade, but most of the protagonists involved believe that it will still be completed, this three-way deal. The holdup apparently is with the twins and their medicals, as they're called on Brewstar Gratterall and they need to see a little bit more info about it. Gratterall's 21 years old, he's a hard-throwing prospect, a wipeout slider but he's a got a high effort delivery and he has two pitches. This is why people think he's gonna be a reliever. Now the Red Sox saw him as a starter so I don't know what they're gonna do but you might ask has he had his Tommy John yet And he has in 2015 and it's a sad state of affairs that we have to ask that but that is the norm it's sort of like my friends who are mormon um and then you'd say have you gone on your mission yet you know once you go on your mission then you can get married usually so this is this almost like tommy john is your mission if you'll allow me that uh, my friends there from the latter day saints but um he's had his tommy john And so the Red Sox now may leverage this. What that means is they might ask for another player. And it's like, we didn't know Gratterall was this banged up. We didn't know that he's going to be a reliever because he only has two pitches. That'd be hard to believe they didn't do their due diligence and wouldn't know everything about the guy at that point. But they can say, if you still want this trade to go through, we want that kid who played in the Midwest leg um, at low A and hit, you know, whatever, Uh, 3.30. You could go to advanced rookie short season, find a guy in the Pioneer League for the Orem Owls and say that guy, the kid from the Dominican who's 19 years old that throws in the high 90s, throw him in too. But we'll see if this goes down. Remember, if it does go down, Dodgers get Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash, all from Boston, Red Sox get Alex Verdugo from the Dodgers, Bruce Dahl Gratterall from the Twins, and then the Twins just straight up get Kenta Maeda. So they trade Gratterall for Maeda at that point. But the Dodgers now have told the Angels to hold off on the Peterson-Renjifo deal because they're not going to trade Peterson if they can't get Verdugo out. So we're all waiting on the medicals, as they say. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
9: Products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals, and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
11: Rick Tittle knows his sports.
2: I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle biznatch.
3: Thank you for that. i uh, It's funny, the, the backlash has already begun. People texting me and contacting me, some of my friends, they all hate this trade. Now, the thing to remember is D'Lo is a very likable guy. You know, he, <clears throat> I don't know, he's just, he's an attractive player to like. He's a, a, a young all-star guy who can light it up on a terrible team. You know, our best offensive player on a terrible team. I I know it sucks to trade that guy. I know it does. But the thing is, is that next year, when, and, and it's not about this year. They're the worst team in basketball. They've won 10 freaking games. The worst team. I had another guy just text me, my friend, who, like you, Dom, he's like, Why? Spellman. I liked Spellman. I liked Spellman. But, you know, you got to break a few eggs. You got to to make an omelet, blah, blah, blah. I just think that Wiggins might be a better fit because he's a small forward and D'Angelo Russell is a guard. Now, you could say, play with three guards. Well, they tried that. Or they He tried playing with Steph. And, and believe me, I don't understand it, why it doesn't work. Like... I mean, I get that Clay Thompson plays defense, and D'Angelo Russell doesn't. And we heard about how D'Lo was going to put more into his defensive game, like KD. KD took a lot of pride in his defense. Yesterday, I was listening to Great Papa, and he said that he was surprised how well Wiggins has played defensively this year. He didn't think he was much defensively at all. I don't know. I'm not an NBA expert. You know, I, I've seen these guys play, but I, I don't watch them day in and day out, Andrew Wiggins. But the Warriors get a guy who was a number one overall pick. He's young. He's signed. Are they going to flip him? If they flip him, they're going to have to bring in another guy just like that. So they get a first-round pick, and people are moaning that it's protected. Look, that's just life in the NBA. So I know it sucks to lose your most exciting player, but let's talk about it. Come on back.
15: Your business ideas need room to run wild, but there's no room for error when you're raising the bar. A reliable partner can make a real difference. That's the role of a realtor, an irreplaceable expert who represents your values, a reassuring voice of reason, helping you research and reach the right decisions. So you can run your business without running the risk. Is your agent a realtor? Look for the R. Realtors are
2: members of the National Association
15: of Realtors. That's who we are.
1: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt.
12: At Aarons, we believe in the magic of wintertime war. That magic that comes from good people out there, always helping others, working hard and providing for those they love no matter what. So why are there so many stores unwilling to work with some good people? Just because your credit isn't the best doesn't mean your TV or refrigerator can't be. That's why at Aarons, we work with you. So you can get flexible lease-to-own plans that fit your budget. Because good people always deserve better. Aarons. Easy, beautiful, affordable.
3: Titillation, sensation, still some uh, fallback. At least that it can keep some uh, Bay Area fans. We're not talking about the Super Bowl anymore. The parade is over in Kansas City. We had gat yesterday live from it. And now uh, Giants Fan Fest is on Saturday. The Warriors have made a huge trade. And I was just talking with Dom during the break. And, you know, he's not a huge Wiggins guy at all. And he thought that the Warriors should have waited until the summer until they got something a bit better. And he might be right. He really is. But I just think that the Warriors thought we can get out of, and there's like Vince was saying, I'll give Vince credit, you know, to get under that penalty. But to get rid of Jacob Evans, you throw in Spellman. I think there are Amari Spellmans every year that you can get somehow, some way. Um, He still is very, very young. Uh, guy who played at Nova... With Pascal, but they think Wiggins is probably better fit. The fact of the matter is, even though you trade your most exciting player on a bad team, the Warriors will still suck. But next year they have a guy who potentially will fit better. Potentially will fit better, and they get another first-round pick and a second-round pick. Now I don't value picks in the NBA as much as like Joe Lacob does because it's usually you know, Jacob Evans. That's what it usually is. You know, so, or Kevon Looney, who worked out, but, you know, he's no, nobody's idea of an all star. But Minnesota's interest in Russell was well known. They took him on a private helicopter ride over L.A. with Carl Anthony Towns um, in the summer and when Russell ended up going to the Warriors there was immediate discussions about how he was going to get flipped immediately to Minnesota well now they have their team of the future they have their guard and their forward their best friends apparently and now they're going to be together for years and years and you know getting a strong point guard was the the overall emphasis but it's also K.A.T. has been very vocal about his unhappiness there. Do you know the Wolves are on a 13-game losing streak? I mean, it's, they've, they barely won a game since November. They're 20 games under. And so when they lost last night to the Hawks, Towns was voicing his frustration yet again. But if you examine what the Warriors are doing, And this season has taken on so many different shapes and sizes. When they started off, they thought, well, listen, the Warriors are a playoff team. I know I said it. They're a playoff team. Just because I think I was so brainwashed. Because I thought Steph and Dre and D'Angelo Russell will get to the playoffs. But Steph broke his hand, and then that was it. There was no way that Draymond and D'Lo are going to make the eighth seed. By the way, Curry making good progress. He's going to be re-evaluated in another month, and they hope to get him back in March. So we'll see. I mean, Curry played four games this year. Four. So it, 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 the question now arises, what good does it do winning a few more games down the stretch? Right? The the Warriors have a ball in that uh those top three right now in the NBA draft. It's protected. And if you think about the worst record in the league, I I know they said they've won ten. What if they won eleven, right? They won eleven games. They're they're two games worse than the loss column than the Hawks and the Cavs, and the Knicks are fourteen and thirty six, but if the revamped lottery rules disc you know, they dictate the three worst teams they'll all carry a 14% shot. So if you're second worst or third worst, it makes absolutely no difference. The Warriors have a three-loss cushion on the Knicks in the race for the bottom three, the race to futility. But as it happens, there are three prospects in this draft that are regarded as potential number one picks. That means, as I just said, once you get past the first three, it's kind of, eh, good luck. Maybe you'll get a star. Maybe it'll be Dame Lillard or Clay Thompson. But if the Warriors, you know, when you think about... And by the way, those three are James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and LaMelo Ball. And um, CBS Sports said was that they wanted to trade Russell and keep the pick. Well, they the thing is they did, but, I mean, that's not the only route they can take. The the, the, the Wolves-Russell deal, um, Sham Sharania said yesterday that the Warriors would only consider it if there was significant draft compensation. And Minnesota was not willing to, to deal their first-round pick this year, and they haven't. They dealt their first-round pick next year and they just got another one back. So is a one and a two significant? Yeah. It's not overwhelming. It's significant. But the T-Wolves are the fifth worst team in the league, so their pick's going to be very high. So all of this, of course, ignores what a lot of people thought they were going to do, and that is just that Russell would just play the rest of the season and see how it went in the summer. And that they would bring Curry back and then try it again, make that Curry-Russell tandem work. But, I mean, it was kind of – listen, that draft class right now, there's no true franchise player at the top. If there was a unibrow, then it's a unibrow. But um, when you watch Curry and Russell playing together, you, you're not going to cry when Russell leaves and Clay Thompson comes back. I was really hoping that Thompson would be healthy, and for the next four years, three, four years, we would have those three guys and then just run and gun. But if you – I mean, you could say in a way the Warriors want to make sure they stay low because if you move from four, five, six in the draft – You're not getting Ball, Edwards, or Wiseman. Now, you could say, well, why do they want Ball anyway? You just said they got enough guards. And you're right. They do have enough guards. But if you have a chance, and Ball is the – this is really, I said, the only sport where you follow the big board. We have the best center in the NBA. The best prospect is a center. I don't care. Draft him. I remember when the Warriors had – Uh, Curry doing well and John Wall. And I thought, I don't know if I would take John Wall. And then I thought, what am I thinking? Of course I'd take John Wall. Play them together. But when the Warriors did a sign and trade for Russell, uh, Russell got four years, 117 max. And then some people said he's automatically a negative asset. Now they're hard cap. Well, here's the thing about Russell he's a terrific offensive player, he's an all star offensive player and the pick and roll, which he was so famous for in New York. Some people say the best pick and roll player in the entire league. And the right situation, and he has to have defensive cover. You know, Steph Curry takes pride in his defense, but he's no Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson helps cover Steph Curry. If you can find a guard that could cover D'Lo and let him be the Curry, which the Warriors didn't have, then you could do it. The question is, is this the right situation? Look, Minnesota was desperate for D'Angelo Russell. And they said, look, we'll give you a one. And then the Warriors said, we're going to need a two as well, or we're going to need two ones. And whatever they decided upon, this was the best deal. This is what they thought. Bob Myers was better than anything they could get in the summer. Or there's another thing with, Uh, Wiggins being offered a month ago and the Warriors saying no, that the Warriors missed out on this opportunity. Apparently, the story was at the time that they said, "Okay, never mind. And so when they picked up the phone and Bob Myers said hello and they go, I know you said no. And then we said, forget it. You've got an hour. We'll put it back on the burner. Now you can have Wiggins in and wanted to again do you want to do this or not? And I'm sure Bob Myers says, you got to take Jacob Evans off our hands. (laughs) And he said, okay. And then they're they're throwing Spellman and like, ouch, okay, whatever makes the money work. So I also think that the Warriors, in a way, regret might be too hard of a word, but maybe they wish they had pulled the trigger on Wiggins a month ago. And so they got the opportunity again and they didn't want to miss on that opportunity. Who knows? I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
1: somewhere looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets then call
5: Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back, you hella fine.
3: Thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast. The number to call, one eight hundred eight seven eight 878 play and uh, as I said, we have just over a half hour left in the uh, trade deadline. And um, just now, the Cavaliers are trading for Andre Drummond. The Ringers' Kevin O'Connor reported that uh, Detroit will get Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a second-round pick. Interesting uh, piece of business. And it's just another way of letting people know as well that the Cavs are acting like a team. It's like, what do you care? I mean, what is Andre Drummond going to do for them? Well, does that mean that Tristan Thompson is on his way out? Um, in New York, Sham Serrani of the Athletics says that the Knicks are finalizing a deal to send Marcus Morris to the Clippers for mo Harkless he 's all out of hark and uh other assets as well. The heat Gallinari trades are at an impasse as it appears as if Jay Crowder will remain on the Miami roster. This comes from Barry Jackson of Florida Sports Buzz. And Jay Crowder, like Solomon Hill earlier, has been told that they will remain with the Heat unless something unlikely unfolds here close. Um, Enos Cantor of the Celtics tweeted out eyeballs. And so everyone's like, what's that all about? Did you get traded? Are you going back to Turkey? Are you being allowed in Canada? Sorry to make light of it, but no one knows what's going on there. The whiz have maintained that they will attempt to re-sign Davis-Burtons rather than trade him. But if you do want him, two first-round picks, non-negotiable. Wow. So there, the team that was most interested in him was the Celtics. Enos Cantor, something you want to tell us there? Maybe that was uh, something uh, as well. 1-800-87-A-PLAY one 800 So as we have a half hour to see if the Heat can get Gallinari, and we have a half hour to see if the Rockets can get Tristan Thompson. Those are the two hot ones uh, right now. But um, as I was saying, Iguodala to get another $30 million as an extension, I mean, what a, what a piece of business for a guy whose talents are waning. And I mean waning <laughs> right now. By the way, the the rumor, this was when the show started about the Celtics, was that they're at the lower end of the center market, and they made an offer for Christian Wood. Christian Wood is a Pistons center. Do you know who, Dominic, do you know who Christian Wood is? Okay, yeah, so he kind of knows him. I, I, I couldn't tell you who Christian Wood is, to be honest. But that's where they're looking, and apparently that uh, Boston uh, was asked for Marcus Smart. I I can see why that's not going to go. By the way, remember I mentioned Nene has not played this year? Atlanta, when they got Nene, immediately waived him. He has a contract guaranteed for next season on February 15th. So they could have played him for a week and then cut him. Um, another holdup with Tristan Thompson is not just the matching salaries because he has an $18.5 million cap figure for the rest of the year, which is very hard to meet. But according to the AP, the Cavs want a first-round pick and a player to match. So I would think that's probably the big holdup right now. You would think it would be, you know, like the Warriors. I'm sure Minnesota said, hey, Wiggins for D'Lo. He fits with us. Our guy fits with you. Perfect win-win trade like I've ever seen it. Huh? Great. Hello? And then the Warriors said, look, we know you are desperate for d to make K-A-T Hathi, uh, happy, Kathmandu, but we don't need to trade d and we're not really in love with Wiggins. So it's not going to be a win-win unless we get more stuff here. And as I said, three things have to happen, two picks and take Evans off our hands. And then probably as a conciliatory throw-in, they put Spellman in there. But when the New York Yankees lost to the Florida Marlins, and that was the first year where they said, it matters, the All-Star game and the American League won the All-Star game, so the Fish had to go to Yankee Stadium. Josh Beckett on the bump, they beat the Yankees in the World Series. And everyone wanted Josh Beckett. And so the, um, the Boston Red Sox had a phenom at shortstop named Hanley Ramirez, and they said, "We'll give you Hanley Ramirez." And so they said, "For Josh Beckett, okay, we'll do it." And then the Yanke- the Red Sox said, "You need to take Mike Lowell off our hands." No, I'm sorry, the fish said that. You need to take Mike Lowell off our hands if you really want Josh Beckett." And then Mike Lowell became a World Series MVP. As well, so with the Red Sox, say you never know uh email Rick at sportsbyline.com. dot com email here from jeremy Rick, good show as always, thank you, Jeremy. um but I really liked Alec Burks. You said the warriors might try to get Glenn Robinson the third Pope Glenn back from uh the Sixers, but what about Burks look Burks has been played he's played well lately Burks has value. He really does. He's a decent, I'd say, solid NBA player. Not fantastic, but solid. Um, who knows what they're going to do? I don't know if they have enough money for him. It's just that Marcus Thompson said that the coaching staff loved Robinson. I, he's there every day. I'm not, but I wouldn't be averse to, to getting a guy like like Burke's back if it's doable. You know, do the Warriors just use all their second round picks? to draft second-round players, there's only so many spots. But here's the thing. For years, the Warriors had no spots. It would be like, can their first-round pick, Von Looney, even make the team? Now they got a million spots. So maybe they would. I, I don't know. Um, the other thing, uh, this was last night, that we kept hearing that there was huge interest in Derrick Rose. But... Uh, Rose apparently wanted to remain a piston, and I haven't seen one – have you heard a Derek Rose rumor today? No, I haven't seen one Derrick Rose rumor right now. And honestly, I would not – I would take Derek Rose if he was on the street, if I'm walking by Starbucks and he's in there with a half-cap latte, grande, uh, mint mocha chip, pumpkin spice, uh, grande, I don't know, verde, ventry but i'm not going to give you compensation for a guy who's gone a wall from multiple teams. I don't know if i could uh if i could do that. I just i just think it's interesting that Miami was so desperate that they brought in Andre Iguodala and Iguodala, you know who won this gambit? He did. He won it. Now you could say, well look, the Grizz get compensation from the Heat. He didn't walk away. They do. But Iguodala said, "No, no, no, no." I'm not going to play for you. You know, and it was like, uh, you know, a lot of us around here thought he was going to retire, like Sean Livingston. Like, he's just going to retire. And then we're like, well, he's still got, (laughs) you know, 28 more million or whatever it was left on his deal. He's not going to walk away from that money. That would be stupid to walk away from that money. So to not only do the trade but then to tell Pat Riley, yeah, I'll come. I'll actually get out of my private gym in my house. I'll tie up some high tops, and uh, I'll put on a tank top. But I want another two years at fifteen per. And they said, "Sure, why not?" And all I can do is give Iguodala huge credit. Iguodala, who was on this show a couple months ago, pushing his um, autobiography, especially about his time with the uh, the Warriors. Now, like Iguodala, I say his talents are waning. He's not useless. But I, would I give Andre Iguodala all that money? Hell no. He's not the player he was. And as clutch as he was in 2015, I remember he went on the line to shoot two. I remember my buddy Guru said, what do you think? And I go, it was Iguodala. I knew he would hit them. And he's like, oh, I love it. You have faith. I go, I have complete faith in Iguodala. That was five years ago. If Iguodala went to the line to shoot two to win the game, I'd be like, "Nyai, come on, please, Andre, <laughs> don't miss." All right, uh, less than a half hour till the deadline. It's live. Come on back.
14: This is your wake-up call from the new TrackFone Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies. But TrackFone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackFone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.
0: When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash
1: and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 932 1749 That's 800-932-1749.
13: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one
1: phone call. That's 800-403-5912.
15: Ready to own your first real home? The road to unrenting can get a bit rocky. It takes a reliable partner to right wrong turns. That's the role of a realtor. An expert voice of reason helping you navigate the rigmarole of real estate. A trusted ally who knows and represents your rights. So you get all the right guidance on your journey home. Is your agent a realtor? Look for the R. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.
19: Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
5: Goes Commando.
3: All righty then. Thank you for that and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. 1 800 878 Play. 1 800 878 7529. Keeping our eye on things. Dominic is on the Twitter device machine, if you like. Uh, Anything that uh, pops up. uh, Sit down in my lap. We'll talk about the first thing. Yeah, remember that joke. Can't do that joke anymore.
7: It's not good.
3: All right, um so the latest we've seen is the Drummond trade. And by the way, um the Pistons will also receive a future second round pick in the Drummond deal. It uh the lesser of Golden State's or Cleveland's 2023. Who keeps track of all this? I guess Adam Silver at the offices in New York. I actually went into the NBA Uh, offices in Manhattan a couple years ago. There's a huge store on the bottom. I did not get off the first floor. Shabazz Napier is on the move for the second time in as many days. He was acquired by the Nuggets yesterday, and now he's being traded to the Wiz for Jordan McRae. Wasn't he on the Warriors for five minutes? Didn't he come in the D'Angelo Russell trade, Shabazz Napier? He did, and also um, the guy Graham Or Greetham, whatever his name, Grantham. But I remember Napier. This guy (laughs) is being passed around like hash at a German picnic. I don't even know what that means. one 800 a We'll keep our eye on it one way or another. As as, uh, teams get more and more desperate uh, before the trade deadline uh, comes and goes. A little news out of uh, Major League Baseball. Um, A couple months ago, the Mets announced that minority owner Steve Cohen was in negotiations with Fred Wilpon to purchase a controlling interest in the franchise. And that wasn't really big news. Even if you're a Mets fan, you're like, eh. But the plan was in place for the Wilpons, who've owned the team since 2002, to keep control of the team for five more years and then give full control to Cohen. And then Mets fans would raise their eyebrows and say, well, what's going to happen then? By the way, Cohen is a billionaire. He's the CEO and president of Point .72 Asset Management. Whenever any of these deals come down and these hedge funds, I've never heard of any of them. Any of them. It's not Bear Stearns or Solomon Brothers or any of that. I mean, I understand Quicken Loans, that was Dan Gilbert. He invented Quicken Loans, then he sold it, and then he bought it back. Point seventy two asset management made this guy Cohen a billionaire. So that was supposed to be the deal. It appeared those plans will now not see the light of day now or in five years. Because the New York Post says that Cohen, a Cohen, Cohen, if I say it right, Cohen is pulling out. The New York Post says that Cohen is deeply unhappy with the Wilpons changing the terms of the deal at a very late stage. And apparently, according to the Post, this is what happened when the Wilpons tried to sell the team nine years ago to a guy named David Einhorn. So today. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Ranfred, he also threw some cold water on this whole thing. He said uh, that his belief is that there's not going to be a transaction. Now, the Mets raised a concern a couple days ago when they responded to murmurs that Cohen was backing out, and he said the parties are subject to confidentiality obligations, including a mutual non-disclosure agreement, and therefore cannot comment. Now, as I said, I, I this isn't huge baseball news one way or another. But for this to happen the second time, you could say, is this as bad news as Carlos Beltran? No, this is not. <laughs> and by the way, Luis Rojas, who is uh, the son of uh, Felipe Alou, right? Yeah, Felipe Alu. Are you sure it's not a guy named Rojas? Yeah, I'm sure it's not a guy named Rojas. 1-800-878-PLAY. Say what you want about that. The mookie Betts deal. You know, the whole thing about the the Gratterall situation. I thought when I heard there was a hitch, I thought maybe John Henry saw the backlash in Boston and is reconsidering. No, he's not. In fact, not at all. The bad news really in New York baseball-wise is that Big Maple, James Paxton, is going to be out three to four months He had back surgery. Microscopic lumbar dissectomy with removal of a paradiscal cyst uh, performed in Dallas by Dr. Andrew Dossett. Look, last year, that was the big acquisition from, uh, you know, to get the big maple, the Canadian Paxton, 31 years old. Last year he pitched 382 ERA, uh, seven-year vet, And he is slated to be a free agent after this year. But the thing about him was the knock was that he had too many knocks. He was always hurt. In the last six years, he's been on the DL, or now I guess the IL, the injured list, eight times. And last season, remember, he was out for a while with knee inflammation. So he had had lower back problems, a lat issue, a forearm issue, all in 2018. So the way it is now, and this is barring setbacks here too, is that he won't be back until June. Well, the good news for the Yankees is they just gave $324 million to Garrett Cole. If you had asked me how much did Garrett Cole sign for, I would have been, I don't know, was it like $260? I forgot. It's $324. Now they have Masahiro Tanaka. They have Luis Severino, who... Might be the ace if Cole wasn't there. J.A. Happ in the back end. But right now, they need a fifth starter. And if they're in-house, you could go into the bullpen and put in Chad Green. Or you could put in Jonathan uh, Sega or Jordan Montgomery. But last year, the Yankees won 103 games, and they won the division. And they started 12 guys. 12 guys, 15 guys got six starts. So now, wait, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, that's a lot of starters. So losing Paxton for a chunk of time is going to throw him off. It's a significant blow. But I've always found over the years when you talk about, you know, Yankees and things that are going wrong with them, you don't get a lot of sympathy when it comes up to that. Now, I am also contractually obliged to talk about Antonio Brown once a week because he is now on an apology tour, which is going on today. He uh, posted bail a fortnight ago following that incident with a moving company. He's determined to turn things around. And so this morning he was on 93.7 The Fan Radio, in Pittsburgh, and he apologized to the Steelers organization. He said, I apologize to those guys for the distraction, the unwanted attention. I probably caused those guys. Obviously, you want to clear out any baggage or any disrespect or unintended attention that was brought onto the organization. These guys gave me an opportunity when I was 21 years old, and I'm forever grateful for those guys. Got me the opportunity to not only play for those guys, but to be in so many amazing moments we've been through so much. I'm forever grateful and indebted to the Steelers organization. Mr. Rooney, Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Ben Roethlisberger. I started my career with those guys. A lot of beautiful moments, a lot of positive things. So it's not all bad. I just think from an emotional standpoint, when stuff got bad, it just seem bad. We had a lot more good moments than bad. And he concludes, for me, the last game, I had some adversity, but it was just time to move on and do something more positive. I was emotionally drained and just frustrated about how everything went down. I just think at the time, what was important for me winning a Super Bowl, I just think I had a lot of things that were important individually, but it wasn't really important to do the big thing to win the Super Bowl. And for me, I'm getting to the point where I'm older in my career, and the things that are most important to me is winning. And Roethlisberger and I had a real heart-to-heart. We tried to hash it out, but I just think too much stuff built up, and it was too late. Do I hate Ben? No. Do I love Ben? Yes. Ben has been a great guy, a great person, great quarterback. All the frustration we had could have been hashed out, end quote. Well, listen, we heard this same thing with the Patriots. Remember that? Robert Kraft, check you out in your, your uh, massage parlor, and then I want to apologize to the New England Patriots. I was a distraction. I was out of my mind. Please take me back. No, we won't take you back. And then he started in it again. His obsession with Juju Smith-Schuster of tearing him down when Juju said all I did was show that guy love I looked up to him and he hates me all that stuff and it really killed him when Brown got traded to the Raiders and Smith-Schuster tweeted I'm ready meaning I'm ready to be the guy so they asked him what about you and Juju he said I don't have nothing against Juju Smith-Schuster why would I I'm who he wants to be. I'm in the position he's striving to be in. The only thing I want to do is encourage people and show people it's about respect to me. These young kids have no one to tell them Juju Smith-Schuster running around here 500 yards and everyone's speaking like he's the world. The Steelers didn't make the playoffs. That is a problem. But we go back to Instagram and everybody wants to be cool and no one wants to show respect. All right. See, right there, he's already starting to snap. I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster wants to be you, someone who doesn't play football for a living. Now, Brown said he needed help on his mental health. So they asked him about that. He said... I've been talking to my therapist. I've been talking to people that don't have no agendas, people who just allow me to express myself and listen to me and don't give me feedback with regard of what they're trying to get. I've been talking to people that are focused on my mental health. I'll make no excuses. I've been put through some unfortunate situations, but everybody goes through what they go through in order to grow, and I'm excited to show people who I am and what I'm made of. I miss the Berg. Hopefully I can come back and get it going. End quote. So in his mea culpa tour to get the Steelers to take him back, and they wouldn't touch him with a 100-foot electric fence at this point, he still has to show his rage against Smith-Schuster. He loves Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, does he think we're that stupid? I got I got no ill will against him, even though he cost my team a three and a five. I really have no ill will against him because he's he's never hurt me personally. He's just hurt my team. But I mean you gotta be an idiot to want to have anything to do with Antonio Brown on your football team. I'm Rick Tittle, we'll take a quick break. Come on back.
1: 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
17: Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the- Flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well,
11: I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth.
5: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
3: All right, uh, wrapping it up, first a shout out to my uncle who had triple bypass surgery yesterday and um, made it through and is recovering. So big ups uh, to my uncle uh, for getting better. Uh, We got about a minute left and about a minute left in the trade deadline. And um, it's funny, there's a report from NBC Sports Chicago that the Bulls have announced to everyone that they will not be taking any calls to be involved in any sort of multi-team trade. Okay, fine. One that has come down in the last second is that Philadelphia has traded James Ennis to Orlando for a second-round pick. Remember, the Sixers added or traded three second-round picks to the Warriors, and so they wanted to get one back. It's understandable. The Warriors trade all their second-round picks away, and they just—they got four second-round picks in the last 24 hours. So um, we'll let all the dust settle. We'll talk about it tomorrow as well. Maybe we'll have comedy. Maybe we'll have movies. We'll have sports. We know that for sure. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.
8: My brain damage.
3: <laughs> Great way to end the show.